it's great to have Portland's Sharif Aman join the antidote. Sharif, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's amazing to be here. I got to hear the story. How did music begin for you? Man, um, it was always with me. When I was a young child, my mom played classical guitar, and I remember waiting for my turn to play, and I would just go and pluck the strings, and, and I was just so amazed by music. It was such a healing factor in my life because I, I had a very dark childhood, and music was one of the things that saved me that I could dive into. I wrote my first song at eight, and uh, it would just went from there. I just knew that I was supposed to do music, and then it just kind of stuck with me. And I'd just been writing and, and playing and, and creating and, and uh, painting the canvas of the world in the color of music. I've been given the gift of that, so that's what I've been doing for all these years. You got a lot of traction with the single Shine when your debut album released a decade ago. Yeah. I guess we're due for an update. So <laughs> in, in 25 words or less, what's happened during the last 10 years? Man, it was, it was an uphill battle, but God is good. That was the ticket for me that I had worked 25 years to, and that was taking me worldwide. But some things happened, and uh, some things needed to happen. And now I'm just back on it, and God is good, and he has showed me that he's not done with me yet. And uh, that was a huge hit, and I'm thankful for it, and, uh, and I'm thankful that I'm here and I get to keep going. Well, Shine was even featured on So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. Okay, so now you got to be honest with us. Yeah. <laughs> How's your dancing compared to your singing? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I can do it. I can groove. Um, I'm not like, so you think you can dance. I'm not like those guys, but like, I can, I can get it done, man. <laughs> uh, you need to tell us, like, what is it about music that makes you want to create it? Man, I can honestly say outside of God, it's the thing that's in my blood. It's my essence. It's my calling. I can't see my life without music, and I can't see my life without creating. When I create music, when I write, when I play it, I can't describe it. It was my throne, but then God put it in its rightful place. And me saying that to be like um, the happiness that I draw from, it, it, it's more than that. It's this power. It's this synergy. Oh, man, it's, it's amazing. That's the only word. It's like a sunset and a sunrise. It's like the best thing that could ever happen to you, meeting your, you know, your wife. You know, it's in that moment, that feeling, the power of being able to take vibration and put it into song. Man, I, I can't describe the feeling of being able to create music. It's godly. <laughs> I mean, when you peel it back and begin to truly understand it at its core, it is so powerful, and what an honor it is that I get to express God's creation in my being through music, whether it be happy or sad or hurting or exciting, intense. I get to do that. I get to be on this show with you and talk about the gift that I get to do in life full time. Wow, man. It's so great. Well, I hear you about having a gift and wanting to expose it to the public. Yeah. But this is the era of COVID. Yeah. And a few weeks ago on the show, I mentioned that COVID is crushing our culture. How has it affected you? 
you know, it's uh, this whole COVID thing is so crazy. Um, I understand parts of it, but then I don't understand tons of it. Like, and I think that's where everybody's at. But it's just such a crazy thing for artists, you know, because it's brutal. Yeah, it, it's just totally changed, you know, on every level. Doesn't matter if you're a world-renowned artist. I mean, it shut everything down. So it's just been really challenging. You know what? I think this is the difference between being a follower of Christ in the way and having a solidified relationship with him and an understanding because it has crushed me, but I see the other side of the crushing because I'm excited about what God has on the other side. I think this is just a big time out for the world. I think that we were so self-consumed in such in a hard way. And as followers of Christ, I really truly believe that we weren't stewarding the harvest or each other or new believers coming in, we weren't stewarding them well. And I think that this was like a huge timeout to get in, to really draw out our idols, to draw out our hurts, our pains, to draw out where we really are with Christ. So it was a crushing time. But in that crushing time for me, I faced it and I just surrendered myself to Christ. It's been an amazing two years for me, man. Emotionally, it was hard. The things that I had to face was hard. The things that came to the surface, being lonely, that kind of thing is hard. But um, the God and all that, such blessings, I, I can't complain. It's been very difficult, but it's been the most blessed time. I mean, I'm having this interview with you. That's God, man. That's goodness. Yes, it's been hard as an artist. Yes, it's been hard to try to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Yes, it's been hard, but God has just blessed me and taken care of me every step of the way, every challenge that I've had, every hurt, every pain, every confusion, every doubt, battling with my depression and anxiety. God has been there and blessed me. So it's been actually an exciting time of provision and blessing. And I'm excited to see what God has on the other side of this because we don't go through hard times. We don't go through the crushing and not have victory and not have blessing on the other side of that. That's not the God that we serve. Something I appreciate about your music is that you deal with honest topics. Yeah. To bring up one in particular, you know, I realize the song's actually aimed at women, and I'm hoping that guys would agree with your song, Beautiful. But, you know, something about beauty, whenever we talk about it, it's easy to raise this same point. Yes. Is our perception of beauty superficial? It very much is, Dave. Um Everything that we approach is superficial. I mean, especially as men about being um, vulnerable, words like beauty, that has nothing to do with masculinity. <laughs> and when God brought the song to me, it was literally about me. It wasn't about women at the time. It was how I was feeling. And God told those words to me about how I was feeling insignificant and doubting my identity. And God was like, no, my son, you are beautiful. And I had to go through that process. And that's why I just love the song, because it's just speaking truth. God is speaking individually to people. That's what I want my music to do. I want people to sit back and feel like they're having a conversation with something that is looking at you saying, hey, this is who you are. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are more than the pain. You are more than what people say you are. So it is geared for men, but God just really spoke to me as a man, this needs to come from you for my daughters. Because when we look in the Bible, we are supposed to love 
our wives, right? Like Christ loved the church and we are supposed to love as we want to be loved, right? So if we don't know love in its entirety, in its truth, then how can we express it and show it? And God just showed me, you are beautiful, Sharif. You are beautiful in every way that I've created you. This very song of Solomon, intimacy that I have with God, that we are called the bride, Dave. You know, I'm a bride of Christ. And to really dig into that and see what that means. And I hope as men, we can get past the way that we see things and just surrender and accept God and who we are as beings and creations, because life is so much more powerful when we can get past the worldly view of masculinity of I'm man and I'm this and I can't be vulnerable. That is not true. We are created in his image. We are beautiful beings because God created us. You keep speaking about God and the role that he plays in your life. It makes me wonder, though, has your music always been faith-centered? You know what? That's a great question. And um, it was 007. (laughs) (laughs) 007. Yes, if you were a non-believer, you liked it. If you were a believer, you could see that I was a Christian. And I walk this line, but now, EP that's out, I am so blunt. I would write songs about Christ, and then I would, you know, be in the world and, you know, feel like I had to be 007 because I didn't want to, like, step on people's toes and I, and I wanted to be liked. But now it doesn't matter to me. Now I'm just really blunt about it. Now it's like I'm speaking and you know this guy, he loves Christ. <laughs> so. <laughs> and when are we going to see you take on the role of James Bond? <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, I would love to do it. If they don't mind James Bond being chocolate, then I would love to kind of Step in the role, my friend. I'll do it all day long. Hey, man, it's time for a change. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Well said. Can I just tell you, man, I have a whole story, man. Um, I was in a five-year lawsuit, bro, that almost destroyed my life, and uh, I almost killed myself. And um, God brought me to Portland to be a worship leader, had no clue what I was doing, and then brought me back into the industry of music, and I had no clue, didn't have the energy. And I was like, okay, God, if you want me to do this, then you're going to have to provide. And so for me, I was always that kind of artist and people really weren't ready for it when, you know, rehearsal or the show, I'm showing up 45 minutes to an hour before the show to get set up. I mean, I'm making sure that everything's working well because the most important asset, Dave, in the world is not money or relationship. It's time because we can't get time back. People don't get that. That's just not taught anymore. It's just people don't really know what they're doing, and they don't they don't know the essence of what relationship is really about. So um, mm-hmm. that's taken me far in my career. Those little things that people don't think matter really truly matter. So that's what kind of ship that we we roll with, man. So let's get into the new EP. On my way is the title track, and it shares a strong faith aspect when it says. I'm on my way out of the dark into the light. Nothing can stop me now. I'm taking back my life. Yeah. You make it sound so easy, <laughs> but is it really? No, no, not at all. Every morning I wake up, there is anxiety, depression. Um, I'm in recovery. I have been over the last 10 years. I see a therapist every week. I just got off the phone with him, been with him for eight years. 
and uh, I'm in a men's group. So every day I fight for that because the enemy never sleeps. And I have a lot of brokenness and hurt and pain in my life. This song was like the anthem of this life that God continues to heal me through and grow me through. Man, I'm on my way. You know, I just shifted in my mindset because I just worked at it for so long. So every morning I wake up, it's a choice to be on my way. Some days I get it, some days I'm on fire, and some days I just don't want to get out of bed and it hurts. It is not an easy path. But the reason why I continue to step day by day on this path is because of God in my life. Not man's God, but the only Alpha Omega the blood of Christ shed on the cross for my life. I'm living it every day. And that is the reason why I breathe and I am still here. That is the reason why I have joy, even in the trials and tribulation. That is why I'm on my way. And that's what I want to say to the world and, and to the people. And especially in these times, you can have this. It's not easy. You got to fight for it. But I'm on my way. I'm not just going to lay down and go quietly. So the enemy. I'm going to continue to step on his head, you know, with Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Your music has been called soulful rock, and I do get the rock part of it. Yeah. But the soul part of the label must be the spirit of the song, because I don't hear it in your style. <laughs> in this part, um, yeah, it is definitely the soul, but some of my older music, you can definitely hear it. It's song to song, Dave. <laughs> I mean... And the aspect of the expression of this painting, this is what this painting called for. More rock, more edge, less soul. So yes, it is more spiritual in this aspect, but the next thing that I could write could be more soul. So you're definitely right. Yeah, definitely in this. You can't get rid of the soul in the chocolate. <laughs> it's, it's there. <laughs> Just in the ingredients of the colors that I wanted to paint with, there's just a little bit less of it because I needed that edge in that rock to be vibrant in that aspect. <laughs> so you're telling us that you want your style to be flexible? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's some growing up as a chocolate child, man. I had so many influences from Led Zeppelin to Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, The Cure, the police. You realize you're dating yourself. Yeah, it's okay. I, I used to I used to be afraid about that. That was one huge thing. The industry tore me apart. And I used to have this fear, but God is God is saying, Don't be afraid because your age doesn't matter to me and I'm the only one who matters. So yeah, I am I am dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was so eclectic that my writing shifts and change, and that's why it was so hard for the labels to put a stick on me because they're like, what genre are you? And I'm like, I'm chocolate rock. I have all these things. And so you'll see from time to time that I'll ebb and flow to what I'm feeling at the time. Like I have all kinds of music. Like I even have a, a, a hidden rap <laughs> record that I don't, I don't let out. I've let very little people listen to it and they're blown away by it. But yes, I have very many musical facets to me that I want to be able to express. And I don't want somebody telling me that I can't express it because I've, I've been put in one slot because God gave me multiple ways of expression. So if people love it or they don't, that's not the thing. I honor God with my music in every aspect and facet, and that's first and foremost. And if you want to like it too, then man, be blessed, you know, 
And that is one thing that I had to grow out of because I was so much about people have to like what I do. And I still battle that every day. You know, I still battle that. But yes, I ebb and flow and change and shift. You know, being an artist, I still struggle with my age. I'm 48. I still struggle with it. I'm scared to be on social media, but I don't care because I like music. It doesn't matter if, if it was like some crazy pink pop thing that you liked and you wanted to go to the concert. It's because you like the music and music knows no age. Music is timeless. That's the pushback that stresses me out is just having to deal with the mindset. The industry is really like, when you think about it, is, is it's really disgusting when it's pushed at these young kids. Um, and that's like the precedence of what it's supposed to be. And in reality, like, no, actually, it's, it's not that. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't they don't have the wisdom and the knowledge under their pack because it's not about just stepping on a stage and packing the place out is it, it's about being able to lead people and being able to be a leader exactly and steward people well um and we see how that's going right <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like i sell this show out show me that you love me give me your money i'm a god right mm-hmm no, it's, it's not about that. It's about what do you have to tell people? What are you saying? Are you leading well? Because I tell you what, all those people are going to follow and do what you do and say what you say and believe what you believe. And we know what God says about that. Better you tie a millstone around your neck and jump in the ocean rather than lead my sheep astray. So I get nervous with um, telling people my age, but you know, the voice of God is like, just go, do it. Tell them your age. Do it. Say it. Because it's not about them. It's about me. And I'm going to lift you up. And I'm going to place you where I want you. And that's truly what it's about. Before I left Nashville two years ago, when I came back, man, I had the biggest of what was left with the labels at my shows and telling my manager at the time that, that he is a rock star. That is your world guy right there. And I had all these meetings, Dave. And uh, when they found out my age, we couldn't get a call back. It broke me, man. It was it. I was like, wait, God, you're calling me back to this and this is what's happening? And God was like, no, nah, actually, I'm going to send you to Portland to be a worship leader. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I love it. And, and I had been rejecting that call for eight years, my friend. I had a buddy of mine that he kept calling me. He's like, hey, man, you ever think about doing this? I was like, absolutely not. I didn't want to be it. And then I was like, oh, here I am. So, yeah, man. You know, being a Christian artist in, in this industry, it's it's really challenging. Um, it's amazing to me how people can just put that kind of statement on it and be like, oh, well, I don't like Christian music. But no, listen to the song. <laughs> listen to the it's song. True. It applies to your life is hard. And I think the thing is, is people have a misconception about God. And I believe the church, we haven't done a really good job in expressing who God is, but they do have a misconception. And life is hard and difficult. I was just reading in my devotional about David. And David's talking about, I'm in the muck and the mire of the pit, but I'll be still and I'll know that you will save me. So he's in this pit. He's not like in the running in the grass in the field. Like he's in this pit. He's in the hurt. He's in the pain. But in that hurt and pain, he's at peace with his soul because he's a believer and a non-believer. Exactly. In our pit, we have a God that we grow to learn to know that in our hurt, our pain, our destruction, 
we grow our relationship of faith and trust to know you're going to save me. And that's where our war is, is in our identity and our God that loves us and believing that he loves us. A non-believer, they're in this pit and they have no hope in it. That's the difference. That's Christianity, man. But I know what you're saying. Personally, I found the last really artistic era with Christian bands was the 90s. Yeah. And he had some mind-blowing bands that were really edgy and really doing stuff drastically different. Yeah. But then everybody wants to start playing the game that the labels wanted. Thank you so much for saying that. And I've brought this up with artists. Do you want to be artistic or do you want to have safe music? Right. I don't like safe music. Yeah. I want to have challenging music. Dave, that is such a huge thing. And you just nailed it. I've walked the line of that. I'm an independent artist. So I didn't want to go to the majors because I didn't want to be defiled. But yet I didn't want to go to the Christian because I didn't want to be safe. I wanted to be exactly who I was. And it's this chocolate rock, wild, crazy, you know, God loving, broken, messy guy that's going to talk about you know, my walk and my journey. And, and that's how I live my life. But, you know, both sides of the track wanted to conform me. And so you are so right. And so it's like the, the Christian labels were no better than the mainstream labels. Okay, if you want to do this, then you're going to have to conform to what we want you to be instead of letting us just be who God created us to be as artists and just mm -hmm. cultivating that and, and training us. Oh, man. So anyway... You know, staying independent was the hardest way for me because there's no money in it. You know, I'm having to paint houses, <laughs> you know, to pay for studio and, 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 you know, and mixing and mastering and then the merch and, you know, but it's, it's the best because I'm allowed to be and grow and cultivate who God has created me to be, you know, and then having people surrounding you and supporting you and believing you. Um, and that's why I believe it's such an exciting time. But that was back when um, the labels were. I mean, they're like dinosaurs now. They they're are. holding on because the internet just kind of destroyed it. But now it's like, my gosh. How do you make yourself stand out from the crowd? Right. The one that has the 60,000 views is the girl in the bathroom twerking on slow-mo for 20 seconds. <laughs> Dude, I can't anymore, man. I'm just like, God, if you want this, you're going to have to do this, right? So, Man, you're even more harsh than I am, <laughs> and I'm a really harsh guy. I'm, I'm, I probably am, dude. But that's why we can't give up, man. That's why we have to stay the course. It's hard enough, you know, trying to do the digital thing now, man, because it's just likes and followers don't define who you are as an artist or as a person it's such a line it's destroying people's lives and it's a fine line to walk because you can get caught up in it so it's like mm -hmm. you want to get the likes and you want to get you know you want the followers because you, you should want them because you have something to say you you want to change their life you want to better their life you want to be real and encourage them and be encouraged not like you're the rock star but encourage people and be encouraged you know, it's wrong for me to try to speak for everybody, but, um, man, it's just hardcore, you know? Yes, I love the fact that you can shred on guitar, like, but that has nothing to do with being an artist. Like, I love the fact that you sat down for hours and learned this guitar lick. It's just another level, man. It's an exciting time and the best time to be an artist because we get to express ourselves in any form that we want and we get, we get to do that 
and we have platforms for it now. It's kind of challenging to kind of figure it out. So it's an exciting time, but it's, you know, it's, it's all about algorithms now, Dave. It's not about actual people, right? Like Spotify and Instagram. It's all about algorithms. Like if you don't find the algorithm, you're not going to even reach your fans or your people because you won't fit the algorithm. So it's just insane, dude. I love people, bro. People are my passion and music is my gifting. And, uh, I get so excited when I'm speaking with somebody who understands and gets it, man. When I find my tribe, dude, (laughs) you know, I want to pull in one of my favorites from you, Sharif. Maybe I like it so much just because it has this indie rock vibe. But anyway, I am talks about struggles. I felt the whole world crumble, shattered soul and broken dreams. But like a phoenix rose from the ashes for all the world to see. Yeah. That really is your personal story. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I was talking about um, Shine came out. It was like the Cinderella story, man. It was a triple crown. I did it. Nobody knew who I was. I was beating Michael Blue Blade, Katy Perry, Bruno Mars. My single was shooting up the charts. I went from 99 to 27 um, in three weeks. I was just blazing it. And um, then uh, the financial backer didn't like the situation. Nobody really understood it, and I don't really want to dive into it, but it just ended up in a lawsuit. I was tied into a lawsuit for the length of the contract. I lost the single um, in terms of uh, just my placing. I lost everything, lost my house, lost all my gear, just lost everything. I had nothing, was homeless, and uh, God brought me back. And that's what I am. But I came back with a different strength. My Egypt had to be crushed, and that's what my career was. And I'm really glad that I didn't break out worldwide because I wasn't ready for it, man. Um, My foundation wouldn't have been able to handle the platform that I had, and I know that, especially in uh, with my recovery and everything like that. And and being a passionate lover of Christ, I had to get my foundation crushed. God had to start from zero. God had to start from me wanting to take my own life. And then he was like, now we can begin. And um, I Am was the song that came out of that. That's what it's talking about. I am a man on fire, burning like the surface of the sun. Like an eagle, take you higher, show you that I'm the only one. And that was God speaking to me when I was in that dark place. And then I became that Christ in me. Then I became I am rolling like thunder, tearing this place apart. That's my fire now. So that song is very dear to me. And uh, and uh, man, I can't wait to stand on a stage and just perform and just express and just show people who God is and what he can bring you from, you know? So yeah, man, that's a favorite of mine too, my friend. Effectively, On My Way is your phoenix. That's your new uprising. Yep. Yes. The EP released February 26th. So what are your dreams for the EP? Like, what do you hope it will achieve? You know what? Ask me that a couple of years ago, and I would have said, you know, I want it to catch. I want to be able to tour. I want to be able to do this and do that. I want that broken, confused, hurt, lost person who needs to hear it, to hear it. I want my music to be able to, to shift and change the atmosphere of people's lives and to be able to bring good energy good light 
and just be a daily dose of just joy and peace and hope and encouragement to anyone. That's all I want, man. And everything else after that is just more blessing. Sharif, this has been a really, really good conversation. And I really appreciate your honesty. Thanks for coming to The Antidote for this talk. I'm so glad to be here, Dave. Thank you for having me. Look forward to maybe another time. And I'm definitely what I'm most excited is I'm excited of the, the friendship that I have in you because I just really want to stay in touch with you as well. Absolutely.